Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one flavorful page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, we read all about, well, smells. Have a listen. Rav Mari said, This is like the following dispute between Tanaim. In the case of one who removes hot bread from an oven and places it on top of a barrel of wine, that is truma, meaning that is to go as consecrated contribution to the Kohanim, to the priests, Rabbi Meir prohibits a non-priest from eating the bread. In his opinion, the bread absorbs the aroma of the truma wine and therefore attains the status of truma, and Rabbi Yehuda permits it. Namely, just by having this bread sit on top of a barrel of wine that was supposed to be given to the priest, it then absorbs the smell and therefore, by absorbing the smell, becomes holy. What a great way to think about smell and sense and cooking and sanctity. And so it is my pleasure to welcome my dear friend, Tablet's editor-in-chief, and someone who knows a bit about bread and wine and cooking and a lot of other things. Welcome back, Alana Newhouse. Hi. So when you hear a paragraph like this paragraph, as someone who's spent a lot of time thinking about these issues and has put out an amazing collection called The the 100 Greatest Jewish Foods for Tablet, does this make sense to you or is this just the rabbis being too difficult? No, no, no. It makes complete sense. And actually makes more sense to me when you understand the science of sensory input and smell, even more so than from any idea or concept of food, although I get that they're related. But smell is um, very, very particular, and it creates specific neural connections in the brain. And the idea that then it should change your cognitive experience of something makes complete sense to me. Tell me more about this, because we did learn earlier this week in a conversation about wine that smell is actually one of these things. You cannot have any kind of memory recollection of a smell you've never smelled. Right. So the way to understand it is that sensory input is the brain's food, and that goes for all senses. In fact, what we now understand is that brain development in some senses is dragged by sensory input. What that means is is that when you take in smell or uh, sound or sight or touch, it creates the basis for cognitive development and the basis for understanding the thing that you're looking at. So the thing itself has principles. Basically, one way to think about it is, is the sensory input from the smell of the thing is the reason why you understand the concept of sacrifice at all, or it's partly because of it. Say more about that. When you think about the sacrifice and its meaning and your memory of it comes from a 3D experience of it. So I don't think that it's unusual for priests, for example, to have had a full sensory understanding of a sacrifice. So for them, something that they had done before has a smell memory and it will um, spark the same reactions if you just smell that. If you just have an experience of the smell of a sacrifice, it will transport you back to the experience of doing the sacrifice. So smell is vital. It's essential. So it almost like it transports you uh, to be a Kohen just by virtue of smelling that, that smell that they would smell as they perform their rituals. Yes. And another way to think about it is, is that it's a marker of that experience and of that thing itself. 
And what might we, ordinary non-priest mortals, do with that insight? How, how might we stop and think about smell a little bit differently or incorporate it a little bit differently into our lives? You know, we are so sensorily deprived these days, particularly those of us who work from home and are even more on our computers and our phones than we've ever had been before, that it almost doesn't matter what you do. But I have taken to, even though I basically wear leggings and often sweatshirts every day now, I have taken to waking up every morning and putting on perfume just so that I can smell something during the day. The argument is, is that do anything, bring sensory input into your life in any way possible. And smell is a really, really, really good way of doing it because the reaction that we have is so uh, base and in some senses, so holistic there's a part of me that sometimes thinks that smell is more immediate and holistic even than sound, even though sound is so fundamental to our uh, sensory input. But something about smell is even more maybe ancient and more kind of pulls at your gut. Right, transports you back to this moment. Yeah, maybe like transports you back to the moment when we were like cavemen and we had to be alert to certain smells or something. Or when we back when we were when we lived around a temple and we could smell when sacrifices were being made. And so even being outside of the temple, we could even have that experience, even though we weren't doing it. Amen to that. Alana Newhouse, thank you so much for being our guest. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.